This is a podcast for the dreamers, a place to feel nourished and seen, a place to call in our highest path possible and to explore our desires, hopes, wishes, and dreams. I'm your guide, Emily Elliott. Welcome to The Magnetic Life. Hello, hello, and welcome to season two, episode one of The Magnetic Life. Hope you all had a wonderful holiday season. I don't know about you, but I'm so excited to be back in the swing of things, and I guess that's always a good sign that things are headed in the direction of your dreams. Today, I'm here to talk about a really fun, kind of surprising topic, which is my first ever TEDx talk. Also, I should mention, I have a really cute uh, co-host beside me. Her name is Summer James, and she's just laughing up a storm. So if you hear from my co-host, just uh, give her a second. She has some really great points to make. (laughs) Um, Anyways, let's get started. So you know how they say that life happens when you're busy making other plans? I think that actually really applies to business as well. I've had a lot of goals on my radar when it comes to different things like group programs or new offerings for one-to-one, and giving a TEDx talk wasn't really on my goals list in any way. But the thing I'm learning more and more is that when opportunity knocks, just go for it. So when I saw the event was coming up, and funny enough, it was at my old high school, Iroquois Ridge High School. Um... It was a yes for me, even though I secretly was like, oh my gosh, I don't know what I'm doing. (laughs) All the best things happen that way. So when when I started uh, sharing with people that I would be doing the talk, the immediate question was, oh my gosh, have you spoken a lot before? And the true answer was really, not really. My first flashback kind of made me laugh. I remembered standing in my mirror in grade four, practicing my speech, which was on sayings and superstitions. I opened the speech with the line, oh, go break a leg. I know, very clever. And then proceeded to share that this saying originated because years ago, stages were so small that if you were really into your speech, there was a good chance you were going to fall off and break a leg. And my next fact was about the saying, it's raining cats and dogs, which uh, originated years ago when there were no sewer grades to have rainwater fall after it rained. So people would wake up and look out their window and see actual cats and dogs floating around. And it looked like it had, in fact, rained cats and dogs. Anyways, grade four aside. I have never really given, you know, a freestyle speech without using PowerPoint or other visuals to rely on for the speaking cues. Um, I did a lot of speaking when I worked in the marketing and cosmetics industry, but again, I was able to hold up products in front of the really large groups at Sephora. So there were different things I could rely on if I lost my words. Yeah, Summer likes that point. So I think the most nerve-wracking part of the whole thing was really just, was I going to forget all my words? Um, So it kind of felt like standing there naked, but the 
cue cards were the clothes. So, <laughs> um, it's funny how those crutches like PowerPoint and products can really feel like a crutch. Anyways, let's start with how I memorized. When I started out, um, I did exactly what I would have done when I memorized things in naturopathic college. I took out cue cards and wrote out the whole 13, 14 minute speech line by line on the cards. Then I did, again, exactly what I did in naturopathic college. I used these thin rainbow papermate markers to make each card look really lit up by color. Because in school, I found that the color codes really helped my memory. So for example, the licorice herb would be in light purple. And then I would remember light purple was the antiviral herbs. So it really worked for me. And I mean, I did good in school. So the technique should work for speaking, right? And not really. So as a really type A person, I had set up a bunch of dates with friends and colleagues so that I could perform for them in advance over Zoom. That way I knew that I had practiced enough to feel good about presenting to my friend or colleague and not wasting their time. So every night when I would feed summer, I would sit and read and memorize these cards so that by my first presentation date, I was confident I knew them, or so I thought. So on the morning that I was presenting to my first friend, Tess, over FaceTime, I started with four lines, and then I absolutely and completely blanked. Yikes. Luckily, I have a lot of supportive friends, and she held so much loving support and said, hey, I've spent a lot of time in performance in my life. She's um, actually a singer uh, and a performer, and she's just a super talented human. So she asked me if I wanted a technique, and I said, absolutely. So what... My friend suggested was that I use the image of a house to memorize the speech. So I followed the rooms of the house and then pictured parts of the story that were integrated in my home. So, for example, the part of my speech where I was going to tell friends and family I was thinking of giving up my license, I pictured us all sitting around the island in my kitchen and then the big faces they made. Um... Or the part where I was nervous to make a change. LOL, I'm sitting in the bathroom. (laughs) And it worked like such a charm. I did this mental rehearsal over and over. And it felt just so much more animated and lively than those static cue cards where, you know, the words just kept smearing into the next. It's like I couldn't get a clear picture in my head. So... That was mega. That was a really big gift from my friend. And something that was a big difference for me here versus the past was that in the past, I probably would have had a really big meltdown at that first interaction where I blinked and I would have made a story about it that I'm not capable of speaking and all the things. But the new me kind of stepped forward and said, okay, no problem. I just need a new technique here. And it totally worked. Um, My next speaking date was with Blake's best friend, who's a speaker and a social media expert. And I wanted to be on my game for him too. He's a really busy human with three kids and a wife. And so I'm like, if I'm going to, you know, spend half hour with him, I really want it to be worth his time. And then this time I remembered all the words. So that was a really big win. Um, 
So let's go to my second learning of the whole experience, which was learning to be open to feedback. Um, So most of my life, if I was going to be in the position of feedback, I just wanted the affirmation that my work was absolutely incredible. 100%. A plus. And if anyone gave me anything other than that, I either didn't want to believe it or receive it. But during this experience, I really seemed to be at a place in life where I genuinely wanted the feedback because I had changed my limiting belief around feedback. So before I believed that I am, you know, only desirable if I'm perfect. But now I actually truly believe that feedback in any form is positive because it means that I'm growing. Um, so that was a big one for me. And, you know, especially if I've entrusted someone with feedback, it means I really do value what they have to say, right? So it's like, hey, just listen. So Blake's best friend was amazing. The amount of content he was able to see and hear within one reading of the speech absolutely astounded me. It was also cool to see themes in the way I create things. Um, It seems I can very easily jump to depth about life and lessons about life, but I do seem to like to keep stories brief for whatever reason. And so hearing from him that he wanted to hear more about details, like what season were you in, Emily? Paint a more vivid picture. It It was cool to hear. Um, Because it makes you reflect on your own style and maybe some gaps in the way you create. Um, Yeah, so I asked a few people for feedback. My friend Tess, the performer, and Blake's best friend, Dave. And uh, they, they all have such different skills that it was so cool to see how they interpret it. Hi there, sweetie pie. Um, Yeah, so that was another breakthrough for me was that I was able to ask people, hey, would you be willing to spend 30 minutes with me? Because in the past, I've been really bad at asking for any type of support. So that in itself was pretty big for me. Um, And I totally appreciate people's time and companionship and support. And then lots of friends were showed up as an audience too. And that meant a lot as well. So um. My third learning, when it comes to actual learnings and tips and tricks for the actual speech day, I mean, I don't have too many. The only thing that really threw me was that no one had warned me there was going to be a countdown clock on either side of the room. I was, you know, calmly delivering my speech and just about pooed my pants when I saw random numbers and didn't know if they were counting up or down, but... Hopefully I gained composure fast. I think I did. So my biggest lesson from the event, number three, was actually the way you do something is the way you do everything. So one of my biggest fears of the speech day is that I had to prep the house, meals, food, naps, clothes for three family members and myself, and then get my parents and sister on board, drive in wintry weather and blustering winds, And then arrive calm, ready to speak and compost. So for some of you, this might not be new. But for me, this was a majorly new experience for me. Because 
the last time I was prepping for big exams and stuff, it was all just about me, right? Um, I was a student. I had all the time in the world. I would nap, exercise, chill, meditate. So I knew my nervous system was really calm and ready to go. So getting through this many steps the day I felt a little nerve-wracking. So when I pulled up to this school where the speeches were happening, I knew I had checked a lot of boxes to get to that point even before speaking. And so I let myself have that moment to just ground and chill. The wind was still super out of control. So as I exited the car, I saw my physical put-togetherness starting to fall apart. But I needed to remind myself that wasn't the focus today. It wasn't all about glam. Um, but other than forgetting my own lunch and just eating Brazil nuts in the car, all of my other family members were taken care of and I was kind of too tired to rehearse again. So I just left it up to fate. So overall, this speech felt like it went really well. I felt calm and composed and connected. And when I got off the stage, my proudest moment was actually just that I kept family life all tied together while doing something that really stretched me professionally. Could I have looked more put together with a windy tangled hair and, you know, maybe some smudgy makeup? Sure. But overall, the perfectionist didn't need to be admitted to this day. Um, I just needed the feeling of pulling this all off. And I guess the lesson here is the next time I might want to pass on something because I think I might be overwhelmed, maybe I actually can pull it off. And the biggest lesson of this story is to give things that slightly scare you some yes energy and just see what happens. Um, As my husband says, I didn't even bat an eye at public speaking, but I have these like totally hilarious, irrational other fears. So I guess we all just have to discover what's deep inside and meet our courage square in the eyes. So... Thanks for listening today. This was a super fun way to wrap up the experience. Summer is officially done. She's like, I don't want to do this activity anymore. So we will find a new one. Um, And just P.S. My colleague Kelsey and I are running a 12-week marketing and mindset group program for people looking to exponentially grow their business this year. It's going to be a ton of fun. Lots of learnings. Uh, Check out the landing page in the show notes. And last but not least, I have one spot left for a VIP one-to-one client for mindset coaching. Email me at the show notes if you want to claim the spot. And as always, thank you so much for being here. I really couldn't create without you. And I'm so grateful for every single listener. Happy 2023. Thank you so much for listening today. It truly, truly means the world. If you enjoyed this episode, I would so appreciate if you took a moment to rate, review, and subscribe to The Magnetic Life. Thank you again. I wouldn't be here without you.